Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS 305. Wheeler is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. I am out on uh, Friday, but uh, Rachel Wheeler will take over the hosting duties. It is our first uh, Catholic Fish Smackdown because last Friday, you remember, was the big Snowmageddon, and uh, everyone canceled their uh, their fish fries. Uh, Ryan Wiggins is here from down the hallway, 97.1. Annie Fry Show. Good to see you, pal. Yeah, you Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't even have your mic on. No, it's, I'm, I'm better at me seen than not heard. That's, what a warm welcome that was. That was stone cold. Hey, it's dominance. It's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good looking. You don't need to hear me. <laughs> We've already done this joke a few times. We're just too good. Uh, LMFAO. You know what that stands for, right? Yes. And you know what the F word is. It's the F word. Parts. Uh, Rach <laughs> thought for the last 15 years it was laughing my fat ass off <laughs> oh really yeah i wish i kind of like more than i do using it's, the it's, curse. Yeah. it's way better we've all agreed it's better for it's sure it's way better it is now now it's weigh in funny. on this weigh in on this though is lol better as laughing out loud or lots of laughs mm-hmm. i've never even heard the lots of laughs before. really no yeah lots of laughs is bad sorry okay so <laughs> I, I like lots of laughs because i sometimes i'm not actually laughing out loud yeah and i'm trying to be accurate here right. and that's funny lots of laughs yeah but I'm not laughing out loud. Yeah, Your you joke know, wasn't that great. Do you know how rarely I laugh out loud? Yeah, I know. I mean, especially, have you ever watched a movie by yourself? Because it changes if you're with people. Mm-hmm. And actually laughed out loud? It is rare. Really rare. <laughs> yeah, I might like have a little mild smile right. to myself yeah, if, <laughs> if I'm that, watching alone. Yeah, usually it's <laughs> internal. Like a fully internal smile yes. is the yeah. best you can get. <laughs> What was it the other night? I think I told you, Rach, there was something on TikTok. It was like a series of things, and I was crying. I was sitting there by myself <laughs> at like 10 p.m., and I was just crying. It just had me laughing so hard. Doesn't that make you, whenever that does happen, because it's so rare, don't you then want to go evangelize for whatever oh, yeah. that was? It's. I know that this itself is a meme or a trope, whatever you call it, but like sending people TikToks. Yes. And I'm always doing that to Nick, and Nick's the sweetest guy in the world, so he never says, like, Dad, <laughs> I have a life. Will you stop sending me 
these stupid things. I, I got to tell you, my wife and I's relationship has just crossed that threshold. Yeah? Yeah, we've never done that before at all because I'm not even on Instagram. So in the past, I don't know if it's gotten easier, if they've changed something, but I used to, somebody would send me an Instagram video, I'd click on it, and it would go, oh, you got to sign in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Yeah, I never saw it again. Uh, but now I don't know if, if what's changed, but she sends me one about once a day, if that now. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the greatest things because then I get home and it's not just like, oh, what are we going to do with the kids? It'd be like, oh, hey, I loved that thing you sent me about Silver Springs. You know, like whatever. That's nice. And we start talking about like, oh, yeah, that was really funny. Or no, that one sucked. That one Do you guys good. have <laughs> similar senses of humor? You and your wife? Here's the weird thing. She thinks certain things I do are really funny. But I can't figure it out. And I think it's one of the things I love the most about her is that she does have a really good sense of humor, but she challenges me. <laughs> and she doesn't try to challenge She's me. She's not a free laugh. She's just, yeah. I mean, she she knows my thing yeah. well enough. Yeah. You can get that. Yeah, yeah. That, like, oh, okay. And she knows, like, where I'm going to take a joke probably before I even take it there. So if I can get her then I really feel like I've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. Totally understand that. It's great, though. They're those people you pick out in life, significant others, cool friends, Mm -hmm. and when you can make them laugh, it's just everything. It is. And there's something about certain friends that you have that you almost respect them enough for that. Yeah. That, oh, I want to hang out with you a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Not to, like, try material on you, but it kind of works out Mm -hmm. that way. So do you remember your first funny friends your first comedy partners like there was a guy a year older than me named danny davis uh there's a guy i worked with out of lash farms named booker and those guys had my sense of humor and they would crack me up we'd crack each other up we'd crack everybody else up like a little comedy team oh yeah which i'd never had before yeah okay so let me ask you what happened to those guys do you still t- stay in touch with them i don't i would love i don't i have no idea what's happened to them booker, i would love to see call. them Okay, so because I can answer you that question, there's there's about three or four guys who I became friends with in high school, and I I always wonder like was this part of like God's great plan that I met these guys because I mean we hit it off so well and we cut our teeth together in so many ways, but one of them was comedy. You know, we were in junior high together, and obviously your sense of humor is a little bit different when you're in junior high <laughs> versus when you're a senior in high school. But I am still really good friends with those guys to the point that we actually go on a men's trip. That's cool. Once a year to wherever. And we ne- we, we almost never talk throughout the year other than maybe a text here or there for yeah. just some random reason. But that is a great trip, and we always laugh. You know hard. what I was thinking about the other day? <clears throat> I had a comedy partner when I was a lawyer. Uh, I was at Sandberg Phoenix, who, who advertises here, and there's a guy named Steve Wasserman. Super, super funny. And he was my comedy partner there. Okay. And so this would have been about my third year being a lawyer, and I hated it. Hated every second. And as you know, being on my show, this is what I've always wanted to do. Something involving comedy. But that's not a real job. <laughs> right. And I told Steve, I confided in him, uh, I had a plan to move to Chicago do stand-up, although I'd never done it before, try to get uh, you know on with like the Groundlings or something and, and be on Saturday Night Live. Now, I'm 27 going on 12. <laughs> so these are the kind of things you think when you're immature. Yes. And I remember Steve, uh, who thought I was very funny, sitting me down, and here's what he said. He said, uh, Dave, you know how funny I think you are. You're insane to think that you can be on SNL. I... Understand you don't like being a lawyer, 
and you're not very good at it. So maybe you should use this personality and go sell insurance. <clears throat> and I was so hurt by that. Not not mad at him, but just like, oh, my gosh, my comedy partner doesn't believe in me. And we we spoke about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, and he was doing he was doing the Mia Copa like, oh, I guess I was wrong. And I was rubbing his face in it like, look at me. Mm-hmm. He was one million percent right. Now that I've done this for 24 years, he was right. There was about a 10 in a thousand chance that I could make it at all in show business. And one of those happened. There was a much greater chance I was going to fall flat end up losing my legal career and selling insurance or whatever it was I ended up doing. And I thought about that last night. Like, I, I owe Steve Washerman an apology because <laughs> he gave me really good advice. But, but he apologized to you. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that's fine. But Because I was, yeah. I was so unsure even 10 years ago. That's the weird thing about communications in general, and especially if you want to do entertainment communications because it's even more narrow. That when people ask you, just like they've probably asked you your whole life since you've been on the radio, they've asked me from doing TV and radio, you know, how do I do this? You know, if somebody comes to you and asks you that question, you really want to sit with them and talk with them because there's no plan. There is no mm-hmm. great advice you can give other than, let me tell you this, you have to love it. You have to love it so much that you will go through really bad crap to be doing it. And even after all that, you probably still won't get to do it. That's how rare it is yeah. and how cutthroat the industries are. And and people are just, they can be mean because egos get involved. And you have to just sort of brush it aside and say, it's okay. I'm just yeah. going to do what I do. Since you've been in entertainment, have you ever reached a fork in the road where you really had to decide if you're going to stay in or not? Have I never told you this story? I'm not sure. It involves your show. Oh. So when when I was I was working at 97.1 at the time, but I was just part-time. And then when Mark Close left, mm-hmm. he opened up an opportunity for somebody to step into your show. Well, I was there, and I didn't really know you guys that well at the time, but I had already gone through the interview process at Boeing. Which is and then it was some communications job, but it it was clearly a corporate job. Yeah, and I had been for years at that point. I think the the four years up until then, trying to sell a TV show, and really going all in on that, and not selling a TV show, <laughs> and it's really hard. And I'm still trying to sell it in the background all the time, but it wasn't working. And I had put my family second, and to to my detriment. So. Me starting in radio again was me putting my family first. And, and you know, when I'm working part-time, I'm not making much money. So I had this great opportunity to go work at Boeing. Mm-hmm. Well, that was me saying to my family, I will do what it takes to support you and not for me anymore. Yeah. But then when that happened, when that job opened up on your show, I had an opportunity. And I was from you. I think you came and sat down with me and yeah. said, look, we, you know, we've had the tryouts and everything. I like you. I would like to have you on the show, but I need you to decide. And it was at that moment that I had to take that back to my wife and say, look, here's the deal. I have a guaranteed job right now at 97.1 on the radio. I don't have a guarantee with Boeing, but it looks really good. I knew people on the team that I was, I mean, it looked really good. We prayed about it. We took this job, but it was only with her blessing that I felt right doing it. Wow. Mm. And 
ever since then, I have been so thankful because you go through ups and downs, but man, it has been, I mean, just like we were saying a second ago, it's hard to do this. It's hard to make it in this industry and to have that job opportunity and then to have turned it down. I think I would have regretted it, but I had to have her blessing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and, and our relationship has really changed because of that. Mm-hmm. I think there was, there was a time where she was very much questioning my motives uh, regarding the family, because my kids were very, very young at that point. They're still not, they're not even 10 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, she saw me make a decision that put her first, and everything's been different since. See, I give you more credit in a lot of ways than me, because uh, I get I get so much credit for being brave. He, you know, he used to be a lawyer, and he believed so much in his his passion and his talent that he left and he did this and he took that job for free and he's built this this dynasty in radio. No, I was like uh the, the escape pod in Star Wars, right? I mean, like, I wasn't going to stay a lawyer. I was going to get disbarred. I mean, it's, there was no future for me. I was as broke as broke can be. I was as unsuccessful as unsuccessful could be. And I got this opportunity to take this job for free, and I jumped on it out of fear. Wow. Not out of bravery. Yeah. It was out of fear. It was like, this is my last chance at anything real. You were like walking the plank going, man, I hope there's not a shark down there. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's such a, yeah, it's, I, I know your story. It's, it's very, it's very compelling because of the way that it happened. You know, it, there's, there's no way you should be where you're at. And yet look where you are. You know, I mean, this is the afternoons on KMOX. Yeah. And who would have thought 24 years ago? And I think about the people <clears throat> who could be, maybe should be in my seat, but they're not. You know, they're, they have a normal guy job. And I think about them a lot. You know, just the, in general, people, creatives out there, much more talented than me in all the different things that I do. Truly, not being like, hey, tell me I'm pretty. Truly better than me. Um, but it just didn't work out. And it haunts me. Sometimes it haunts you it does. That's like I'm see, taking someone's base. That that's a pro- oh, like okay, I get yeah. what you're saying now because it seems like the opposite would be true that if you didn't get to achieve those things or at least give it your good college try at it, that would haunt you. Well, it does because it's it's almost like it sends a chill up my spine. Like what if it hadn't? Oh, what okay. if lightning hadn't struck? <laughs> uh, you know, and then you feel really, really lucky and fortunate, but you get that little chill, like, you know, you get like a, a quick look at the alternate timeline where it didn't work out. But I do. I think of of the people out there who could be in my seat, uh, but they're not. And what didn't work out for them and maybe their lives, you know, they wouldn't have met their wife or their husband or this or that. Like, you, you, there's no getting ahead of life and figuring it out. But isn't in that moment where you go. What is fate? Mm. You know, what is God? Like, you, those are like big questions yeah. that you go, I hope to know the answer to those at some point. Yeah. I know that hindsight's twenty twenty, but, and, and you're very religious. I'm, I'm very much not. However, I'm intellectually honest enough to say that when you're looking forward ahead, it all seems so random. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, and then you turn around, and you look behind you. And I understand that, of course... Things that have happened, you're going to go like, oh, well, of course. But there are those lily pads that you're – that sends a little tingle too. Once in a while. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're walking in the dark and and hopefully, God willing, you have a spotlight that's about a mile in front of you 
and you're like, I think I should go toward that. And once in a while you have those things. And that's that to me, yeah. that's all it takes. Cause I know there's going to be trials and tribulations between here and there. But as long as I got that little speck, I saw a thing the other day and I've heard this before and I've had friends tell me this before when I'm going through something, I'm trying to make a decision and I am great at helping you make a decision. I'm terrible at making decisions for me. Uh, I'll have pizza delivered and I'll ask the guy, come in here. Let, let me ask you some opinions on what I should do with my life. <laughs> um, but, but the guy was making the point that every decision we make is a mistake. Doesn't matter. Had you gone to Boeing, mistake. You stayed here, mistake. I mean, good things happen. Bad things happen. You're going to be happy. You're going to be sad. Things are going to go well. Things are going to go poorly, no matter what you do. And that somehow gives me comfort. I, I'm the exact opposite. It's It's got to be for me in those moments, I go through some pretty deep, like, travail prayer until I get to the point where either I feel peace about one decision or another mm-hmm. or peace that it doesn't matter. Because that happens a lot, too, where it'll be like, I need to know which door. And I just get this kind of sense of, like, either door, make a choice. But until then, I am freaked out and sweating over yeah. the whole thing. Interesting. Dave Murray up next. Ryan Wiggins sitting in with us. So Rach has been to Japan twice. She's planning her third trip. You're going in like two weeks. Yeah, well, about a month. Yeah. Okay, what advice do you have for him, Rach? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know. Just have a good time. Nah, I wasn't going to do that, so thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the big thing is to just be... I don't think I need to tell Ryan this, but it's just like be considerate of other people you don't want to be less be, american you don't, yeah well you don't want to be the cog in the machine and the th- person holding everything up but you're a considerate person so i think you'll very quickly pick up on that and fit in pretty what are you quickly. most excited about i think probably like getting drunk in public and yeah. Yelling yeah. America. Yeah. he's right. writing down have a good time to remind him to tell his wife <laughs> just i i really am looking forward to seeing what the differences are publicly yeah you know in in, in public you can walk downtown St. Louis and you kind of have an idea of what people are going to act like. I have no clue what people walking around in downtown Tokyo are going to act like and what I'm supposed to do. Like, do they look at you? Not really. There's not a lot of icon. Well, maybe, maybe because you're American, they might look at you. Um, But in general, people just keep to themselves and it's very orderly. And like you go down the escalator, you want to stay on the left side. So then other people who are in a rush can like go up on the right side as quickly as possible. It's there's like a lot of little rules like that that you'll figure out. But well, the nice thing is we have friends who live there. Yeah. And so we I would not be I am so out of my element when I can't read English or speak English. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but it is it, it's like it cripples me and I just can't I can't do anything. I'm too afraid to move. No, you should do before you go. Spend a couple days in Bethalto. It's known as the mm-hmm. Japan of uh, Middle Illinois. No, yeah. that's that's. I don't think that's true. I've been there. No, and I have not seen that at all. But not I, you know, maybe I didn't go to the right part. Probably so. Yeah, there's okay. lots of little rules yeah. of Bethalto. You really need to make sure, or you'll be ostracized. From yeah, yeah, I was there like like thrown out of Roma's pizza. parade or yeah. something. So this might have been like where they, they were accepting outsiders. But if I guess, yeah, you got to stay to the left side of Roma's. So let me tell you. What. <laughs> <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS 336. Rachel and I just saw a nice little moment out the window, Andrew. Uh, there are ma- two mounted uh, police officers out in the little park across the, the street from KMOX, where we can see out our window. And there's a group of about a dozen teenagers. Hmm. And teenagers downtown and cops don't usually get along. And uh, you could tell the teenagers said, can we pet your horse? And the one cop rode up there and they're petting the horse. Pretty cool. It was very It was sweet. a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't see mounted police for years. And I've been seeing them more this year. Yeah. Like, uh, like they often walk through this little yeah. park right outside our window here. I think it's, it's fun. I think it's cool. I know. I like seeing them. What is going on in Dave's Yeah, Dave, are you right? Right? No, no, Dave. <laughs> I'm snoring. <laughs> Dave is, nice. that's, that's rain. No, no, she just woke up. That's He's turning into rain. a werewolf. How many hours a day does Rain sleep? Uh, well, most dogs sleep about fourteen to sixteen hours. Do they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Rach, but how about rain, cats? rain certainly does that. <laughs> I think cats are like sixteen to twenty hours or something yeah. insane like Man, that. They got it sweet. Oh yeah. Rain, rain is good because she she's lost. I would say ninety percent of her hearing. Aww. So when she falls asleep. She falls She's asleep. asleep. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's gonna wake her up. Have I know that the kind of dogs you get are not uh, bred to be watchdogs, but are they pretty good at that? Uh, it depends. Um, Janice has always had a saying that if somebody comes to the door that they don't know and the two dogs are right there, yeah. they'll say, are your dogs friendly? And she'll say, they are until I tell them not to be. Mm. That's Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't it imagine works. a Price dog. says the same thing about you when you're in a hot tub out That's there true. in uh, Palo Alto. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to imagine a sweet little dog named Snowflake being mean to anybody. That's true. You know? That's true. I think just I having a dog. be dangerous in a hot tub. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you and your dad. Um, I uh, have never been a professional thief, but I would have to believe that if I'm looking at a house and there's any sign of a dog, I just go to the next house. Yes, absolutely. Not yeah, worth. Not, I think you're right. Not it's, worth the uh, right. The because you never know. You no. just never know. Uh, that reminds me of something I saw on Reddit the other day. Someone had posted um, a, a sign that their neighbor had put outside their house, and they were like. The, the boxer that you see here is extremely friendly and belongs to my neighbor. And then they wrote, if you're, a, they're writing this to delivery people yeah. like UPS and Amazon and stuff. Then they wrote, if you're afraid of dogs, get a different job. <laughs> like how rude is that? Wow. How about you train your dog to not yeah. attack delivery people? It used to really upset me when I would have to do like deliver 
when I was doing DoorDash when I would have to deliver to somebody who had like a dog in the front yard yeah. that wasn't. And even if the dog is like friendly barking, like it's still I I don't want to walk up on a dog that's like yeah. barking or whatever. Yeah, I grew up in the kind of neighborhood back in the seventies that. If there was a dog on a chain, you knew that dog was on a chain for a reason. Yeah. Because most dogs, are most dogs just would just run. Mm-hmm. You know, like my dog was your dog, your dog's my dog. But if you saw a dog on a chain in South Roxanna, brother. This yeah. dog is your dog. <laughs> <laughs> this dog is my dog. <laughs> that was what we sang. So speaking of, a while ago when I was saying that I wish life were more like grade school where you had recesses and such. Uh-huh. I loved music class, mm-hmm. and I guess music class is always necessarily behind the times because you have a 30-year-old teaching 10-year-olds, mm-hmm. but man, oh man, were they behind the times um, in South Rexiana. You want to talk about behind the times? I think we had the same songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is like yeah. in the 90s, we're still doing the Erie Canal and hot cross <laughs> buns and stuff. It's like, oh can we gosh. update this here, people? I remember the two hippest songs we ever had in music class were Another Saturday Night and I Ain't Got Nobody by Cat Stevens. Ooh, that's a good one. And the Monster Mash. I thought the <gasps> Monster Mash was like Led Zeppelin or something. <laughs> now, Monster I, Mash. I'm a little surprised that didn't scare you in the way that like the Monster Witchy Mash? Woman did. Yeah. Dude, I'm not a complete wuss. <laughs> no, well, uh, Witchy Woman isn't exactly like... It's um, the vibe of Witchy Woman. Terrifying song. <laughs> it is. I was always scared of the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Yep. Not a fan of him either. Mm-mm. No fan no of that sir. guy. Do you take that, uh, the, the creature's purple, or he eats purple people? He's purple. Yeah. You know this for a fact. Well, they made a movie about him. And he was purple. He was purple. Eating. How did I miss a movie people? about the purple people eater? I think eater. it was a Disney movie in, like, the 90s. And it oh, that's how I missed it. Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't think... good. At, it wasn't good. We might be the only two people that ever actually <laughs> saw it. It could be a joint hallucination between <laughs> Andrew yeah. and right, well, Let's make Murray work here. So, okay. Dave, tonight's night, it changes a little bit? I, I'm just amazed at, uh, on how you guys break into therapy sessions from time <laughs> oh, to time. <laughs> you should be here off the air. You know what I'm scared of? You know what song scares me? Welcome to uh, four tonight, hours a day, buddy. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, tonight there's a week cool front coming in. It probably doesn't really get through until about mid-morning on Thursday. It's not a big change. It doesn't have a lot of cold air with it, but we're 71 today, short of the record of 79. The front will bring some scattered showers. A couple of thunderstorms are possible for some folks, not for everybody, but 62 for the high tomorrow. So a good 10 degrees cooler Then 38 Thursday night, that'll be cold. Friday, sunny, it's a cool day, 55. Down to 32 Friday night. The weekend looks pretty good, though. Saturday is a chilly day, though. Lots of sunshine, 52. The full moon is Saturday night. And Sunday, sunny, kind of a cold start, but back to 68 degrees on Sunday afternoon. The record on Sunday is 76, so we fall short of that. couple of things in the long term, I think... The middle of next week, let's say in the window of February 28th to March 2nd, uh, I've got growing concerns of a major severe weather outbreak Mm. somewhere in the middle of the country. Hmm. Uh, And so that's something just to put on the board. And then the, the second week of March until the second week of April is showing some tendency to be kind of chilly and stormy at the same time. Okay. So just a couple of long range things. I'm okay with that because um, I have two air conditioners and one is 100% going to shoot craps the next time I turn it on. Mm. So if you can dial up a a cool spring into an early cool summer, that would be just 
Danny. Okay. I'll do that just for you. <laughs> oh, and don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget our spring forecast coming up on February 29th. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. There's one of those mile markers in life now on the DGS. I agree. And every time Dave says it, I'm like, there's no way. We just yeah. did the spring forecast. A week from tomorrow. Uh, what you got, Rich? Headlines yeah. is brought to you by Schnooks. Get your groceries delivered or get curbside pickup with the Schnooks Rewards app. Jury selection has begun in the trial of the rust armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. She was, of course, charged in the fatal shooting on the set of the film Rust. She has pleaded not guilty to charges of involuntary manslaughter and evidence tampering. She's accused of loading a live bullet into the gun fired by Alec Baldwin during rehearsal, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Be really interesting to see how that one goes. See what what resonates with the jury, what doesn't, because you know the people trying. Uh, Baldwin will be watching that very carefully. Prosecutors say Gutierrez Reed brought live ammo to the set and failed to maintain proper safety. There is a photo of her floating around where she's holding two handguns and I got them crossed in front of her. I'm yeah. like. There's nothing wrong with taking a photo like that, but it doesn't look great. Until someone gets killed on your set exactly, and then there is. Exactly. Yeah. Then it's uh, kind of not so great for you. All right. Speaking of shootings, unfortunately, police say that the KC shooting suspect admits that he fired the first shots. Mm. 23-year-old Lindell Mays told investigators he pulled a game, a gun and fired, quote, maybe two times while arguing with a group of people. He admitted to police, quote, I shouldn't have done that. Just being stupid. He also suffered a gunshot wound during the incident and uh, was released from the hospital and into custody on Tuesday night. He must not have a lawyer. Uh, I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure he has a public defender, but. Yeah. Chet Pleban wouldn't let him say that. No. no. The yeah. Biden administration is canceling student debt for 153,000 Americans for giving another $1.2 billion in student debt. The Department of Education says that those 153,000 Americans will receive an email from President Biden today informing them that their debt has been discharged. Can I tell you why I'm against this? Yes. So part of it, I will admit, is, is sour grapes. Because I paid all my student loans and it took me a long time yeah. to do it. So part of it is just that, just resentment. Uh, part of it is that is our nation's biggest asset. I don't know if you knew that, mm-hmm. but that's the biggest thing that we own is the student loan debt. But here's the main thing. I know that, uh, gosh, before Trump, before Obama, but kind of starting with Obama, Trump, Biden, it's been presidency by executive order. And I know that that's constitutional. I know it's legal. But I don't want one person, even if that one person is in the Oval Office, to be able to basically write down or write off the country's biggest asset. I don't care if it's uh, gold or silver or student loan debt. I just don't think that that much responsibility should be in one person's hands. I think that's a fair opinion to have, Dave. Doesn't it reek of uh, buying votes, too? It does. Yeah, it does. And yeah, I, and you know what? For people out there who have student loans that would be forgiven, good for you. I mean, I'm happy for you if it happens uh, because that will improve your life. It would have made all the difference oh, in man. my life. Uh, and while I'm I'm scratchy at you, uh, I'm I'm happy for you. But I just don't I just don't think that that's the way to run a country. I don't like the I don't like the selectiveness of it. I think if you're going to do it, I think you should do everybody. 
or you shouldn't do it for anybody and you should stay out of it. Yeah. You know well, I mean? and, and I also don't think it's going to stick. I think whatever he does, like if you have your student loans and he says that he's going to forgive them, he's not because someone's going to sue. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. It's going to take a year or two. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point your student loans go away or a part of them. But I just don't see this passing constitutional muster. So want to do one more story and then we'll take a break. I wanted to bring this up because yesterday I asked the panel if they thought that Trump and Biden would end up debating if they are, in fact, both the nominees for their party. Well, Donald Trump has spoken out in a new interview and he said he feels obligated to debate President Biden and he will do so as many times as necessary. He said, frankly, we have an obligation when you have the final Republican, the final Democrat, you have the two people you have to debate regardless of polls. But he added, I don't think Biden's going to debate, though. I really don't think so. Mm. There's a lot of ways you could take that one apart. I'm really surprised to hear him say that. Well, it just tells me that he's supremely confident that he can wax him. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and he probably can. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Fun facts. Yes, please. This one's weird. Jay Leno says that he has a weird thing where he falls in love with women who were born on September 5th. You know who was born on September 5th? Mrs. Glover. Francis. Oh, my goodness. I could have been heir to quite the fortune. (laughs) Had a big chin. Uh, (laughs) Little Caesars can just do no wrong. Have you heard about this? Mm. They are going to start selling their pizza by the yard. Ooh, for how much? 20 bucks. I'm listening. For three feet of pizza. I'm, I'm listening. Right? Yeah. I almost ordered the other day, and I stopped myself because I'm trying to shed a couple of pounds here. But, man, it sounded good. It was like Little Caesars half pizza, half crazy bread, or half cheesy bread on one side. Okay. Ooh, it yeah. almost got okay. me. I got that. I got that recently. Was it good? It is very good. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 the perfect thing because it's it's not enough. Like, it's enough pizza that you can eat it and not, like, feel bad because it's only, like, three or so slices. Mm-hmm. And then the the cheesy bread takes care of the rest. <laughs> Uh, An eight-year-old kid from Singapore just became the youngest person to beat a chess grandmaster. Eight years old. I'm telling you, something about chess brings out the little kid freaks, you know? Mm -hmm. I I really, truly believe, like, when I watch TikTok and I see these 10-year-olds shredding guitar or just obliterating a drum set, I really do. I mean, I just think that there's something to just natural a talent, mm-hmm. natural ability in your brain. And these kids, there's no way that you can just become that good by practicing at eight, right? Yeah, well, exactly. It's got to be it was, something, just a, a connection or a disconnection. If it was practice-based, they'd have no chance against the guys that have been playing chess for 30 30-pound rabbit that was rescued from a meat market in 2020 is now working as a therapy animal. His name's Alex. Good for Alex. I'm not sure he's... Working. Did they just rescue him because he was so big and it was like, oh, what a waste. Like, this is enough of a joke here. Two jokes at once. You have a 30 pound rabbit going into the meat market. Mm-hmm. So someone said. And there are some there are some huge rabbits, though. What a strange sentence. Like, like, it's not weird to have like a 30 pound, like four foot long rabbit. Like, I don't remember where they live, but they've come <laughs> another into Vogue. strange sentence. They've come into Vogue recently. Look, I can't tell you where they are. Or yeah, where I can't they tell you from. anything about them. I'm just telling you this place is lousy. Well, they're from with a thirty-pound, four-foot rabbit, and they're called like a country ju- Flemish. They're from uh, Flemish giant rabbit. So they're from they're from Flemish. They're from Flem- <laughs> Fleming. Wherever Flemish people is that Wales somewhere up there. Can you go to break? Yeah, Flanders. Yeah, we can go. To break. They're from Flanders. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 